This is Jaguars Post Game. Presented by Florida Home AC. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, and pride of the Jaguars, Fred Taylor, bring you highlights and analysis from today's game. Jaguars postgame is brought to you by Baptist Health, Farah and Farah, and by Everbank. Now, to get things started, here's J.P. Shadrick. And welcome in. It's Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today, official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Final score Jaguars 25, Lions 7. Plenty to break down. J.P. Shadrick with Mike Dempsey. No Fred Taylor this week. He'll be with us next week after the Dolphins game here at Everbank Stadium. We're inside the Hyundai Studios after a Jaguars win. And, hey, a lot to get to here. Some Plenty of roster battles up for grabs. This was the, the reserve players' afternoon to really get a showcase today for some of those spots. The, you know, fourth running back, the uh, fifth, sixth wide receiver, um, the third cornerback, all those in play. Some injuries popped up on the offensive line. That's the unfortunate part of today. But uh, overall, what stands out the most, Mike, about today? Well, uh, I think the initial pressure that the Jaguars got defensively and the way the Jaguars' second-team defenders dominated the Detroit second-team offensive players today. I mean, it was just embarrassing for Detroit. They couldn't move the ball. They got less than 50 yards in the first half. So, complete domination there. Uh, I thought as the game went on, JP, every time you look up, Nathan Rourke drops back, completes another pass. I mean, he was super efficient today. And if you didn't know you know, about contracts and the backstory, if you're just basing it on what you saw on the field today, I thought Nathan Rourke easily outplayed C.J. Beathard Although Beathard had the touchdown toss, Rourke led a couple of touchdown drives as well. They just happened to result in rushing touchdowns at the end, but I thought he played uh, very well. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Jaguars radio network. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC, J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey after a Jaguars win, 25-7. Oh, if, that's, if, the, if the backup quarterback controversy, if there is one, uh, is the top story coming out of this game, that tells you the status of the Jaguars right now. The starters are all out today. Sounds like they'll get some time next week against the Dolphins. Uh, if you're uh, on social media and, and going back and forth about that kind of situation, that's a good place for this team to be. It is, but, I mean, that's the kind of debates you're going to have yeah. when you don't play your starters, right? So you're you're looking at the reserves and, and where they stand in the pecking order. And, look, uh, I thought both Tank Bigsby and Dernis Johnson brought it today. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Jermichael Hasty has a role on this team as a pass catcher. I think they like him in that role. Uh, but I think it's pretty clear what the running back room is going to look like. Look, let's not. Dearness Johnson is a guy who's had feature back games in the National Football League and acquitted himself very well. Bigsby continues a really impressive uh, preseason here. It was nice to see Elijah Burks flash again because he is at times in that cluster of receivers been the one that stood out the most on the practice field. But it's so hard to draw ahead of anybody else. Tim Jones also had the big play on the 48-yard reception. Saw some, you know, every penalty uh, you hate to see. The, the Jags did 
knock it down a little bit uh, compared to last week. But, you know, Jones had the one that negated the big run. Cam Robinson had one. Uh, Caleb on chase on extended the drive. Now, fortunately, they, you know, this is a scenario where the outcome doesn't matter, but they were able to overcome them. But, you know, these are all guys that, you know, I am listening to, to Jeff Logman and Tony Baselli down the stretch here just kind of talk about, you know, Cam's just been okay the last couple of weeks. And he's going against backup players right there. And I think clearly in their mind they're thinking, well, when Cam Robinson returns, he'll be one of our best five. I think it's really going to depend on how Walker Little and Ben Barch play in combination on that left side. I don't think that is written in stone right now. And I I would think that Cam's probably still going to get some reps next week because you're not going to play your starters throughout the entirety. But it would be – um, in his best interest to, to leave on a high note because they're not going to see him then for a month uh, after. The, he'll still practice with them right up to the beginning of the regular season, but then you're not going to see him again for a month and, and be able to test him in these type situations. So I, I don't think that's written or chiseled in stone as much as we thought it was. I, I think it's still probably the most likely outcome, but it was interesting nonetheless. Yeah, and I'm curious, like, to your point about Barch, he hasn't been in – practice except for just a couple days this was the first week exactly so you haven't really seen a lot of him maybe we'll see him in the game this coming week against Miami and you know what he was doing at the start of last season before the injury so that's the big thing right he he won that job yeah he did that that went he wasn't really expected to you know and then he played well so yeah I mean they're all gonna have a a chance to you know kind of solidify those roles Greg Jr. another another big day a takeaway for him um Watch Top Baptist folks are going nuts over him because um, now a couple years in and finally making some plays in the preseason and in a big moment to do it. So always be around the ball. That's never a bad policy. Not at all. Uh, And we talked at halftime about Jeremiah Ledbetter, who was all over the place uh, in the early going in this game. But uh, one guy we didn't mention at the half was Caleb Johnson, who has a very solid first half, too. He was around the football. He had five tackles in the game, uh, had the fumble recovery, and he got bit by the turf monster a little bit there. I don't, I, I don't know if he was going to outrace the field, but nonetheless, it was a nice big play for him to make. All right, plenty to get to. Uh, the comments of head coach Doug Peterson coming up from Detroit after a Jaguars win in preseason week two, 25-7 the final score. And again, Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today, official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is Jaguars post game on Jaguars Radio. Jaguars post game presented by Florida Home AC continues. JP Shadrick with Mike Dempsey, Fred Taylor back with us next week. We're inside the Hyundai Studios at Everbank Stadium. The Jaguars and the Dolphins coming up in preseason week three, a week from today, seven o'clock kick next week. The Jaguars get a win. Today, though, in Detroit, 25-7, the final score. Tank Bigsby, 13 carries, 70 yards, leading the way again. Dearness Johnson, 6 for 36. We touched on some of those receivers. Cooks a couple catches, 69 yards. Tim Jones had one for 48, just past the defender's ear hole and made a great play on it after a holding call. Defensively, a few guys standing out as well. It was a backup's day, and uh, the starters, for the most part, Got rest today to get ready for next week's dress rehearsal. And, uh, hey, a lot of good work put in on the practice field this week from the starters in Detroit. They got the game off, but a big moment for a lot of these guys trying to make this 53. We we mentioned some of those battles, some of those position groups there. 
Huh? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, good. I mean, good. Uh, wow, this is loud. Um, you know, I thought because we played so many of our younger, you know, backup and even some of those third string guys today that I thought they they played they played really hard. They played physical. Um, it was good to see. Um, wasn't again, it wasn't perfect, but uh, really felt like overall, you know, offense, defense, um, did a nice job. You know, did a nice job today. Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, training camp's long and it's tough and hard and physical, and, you know, there's obviously things that are going to happen, and, and um, you know, unfortunately it happened today and with some injuries, but, you know, um, I just uh, I just wanted our young guys to, to get a really good uh, opportunity to compete, to play, and uh, so we can we can evaluate properly. Do you know anything about the offensive line? Uh, Cooper Hodges, um, it's I believe it's his patella, you know. Um, so we'll see. We we'll get we we'll get MRIs and X-rays and stuff. We'll probably have a better update, you know, tomorrow or the next day uh, with him. Brewer, you know, they were checking him, you know, with his left shoulder, possibly, you know, uh, situation there. So we'll we'll see where he's at. I think he's going to be okay. But again, we'll we'll find out here after uh, after this meeting. Um, and Daryl, Daryl, just again, it was his it was his shoulder, but he battled through it and. Um, and played, played really well. Was it saying that uh, with a patchwork offensive line, you were moving guys all over the place, you grabbed out points for carries today, so somebody did something. Yeah, I mean, you know, hats off to Phil Rauscher, our offensive line coach. I mean, he did a nice job of keeping that mix in there. And, and, you know, it's just all about preparation. I talk to our guys a lot about the preparation part of it, and they do a really good job of, uh, you know, coaching those guys up. And, and you know, um, this, is why, this is why you see – and why we like to have versatility in the offensive line. Tackles need to play guards, guards need to move outside, or they got to play left and right. And, and we were able to do that with some of our, you know, offensive line pieces. And and um, uh, those guys, those guys did a nice job. Coach, is, is there a competition for the number two quarterback job on, on your team? No, no. Um, I thought Nathan did 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 again did well again today. Um, you know, a couple touchdown drives there, and. and uh, He's he's done a he's done a nice job and exactly what uh, exactly what you know we ask him to do uh, you know CJ is our number two and and uh, obviously Trevor number one. What do you like about CJ? I like the way CJ operates. I like the way his his mental capacity, the way he thinks. Uh, he sees the field extremely well. Uh, he's tough um, and he, he, you know you, you saw some of the athleticism today, the, the movement skills and stuff with him and and uh, and, he, and he throws a. He, he throws a really good football, you know, and, and um, you know, he played he played well today. Led us into a couple couple of field goal drives there. Um, does a nice job for us. Say you made good performance out of the Generally, again, better feeling than last year. Yeah, you know, I think we're in a better position. Um, we do have more depth, you know, and, and that's a good thing. And um, it, it creates the competition that you want. And it creates the competition even for the starter, you know. I mean, and the starters are out there looking, and they're watching the same game, and they're seeing these players. So uh, it motivates the starter, too. So there's, a, there's an underlying message sometimes with, with that. But, yeah, the young guys, young guys played well. we still got a couple weeks of training camp left and uh, one more preseason game. So um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of football still ahead. Observation at all on the pass rush and some of those young guys that we've been talking about. I mean, Sear had one pass. Jordan uh, Smith had a couple. 
yeah, I thought I thought both those guys. You know, um, Jordan off the edge, Yazir. Um, you know, uh, Tyler Lacey had some good push. You know, uh, Ledbetter, a veteran player, but Ledbetter stepped up big. And, you know, so I thought the the younger guys um, really did a nice job. You know, in those passing situations and um, you know, um, getting the getting the quarterback down on the ground. You know, it's he still has some some room to grow, obviously, and and there's some things that we can show him on tape, and and he's just going to continue to get better. And you know, we wanted to see, you know, extensive reps with him today. Um, and again, this is the first time that some of these guys have played this much football, so you, you see the the physicality, you know, their conditioning, uh, the mental capacity. Um, but I thought he, he did some really good things for us and, uh, you know, some, some things we can correct and, and just continue to improve. Return game, they got a couple of big returns. Is that just a function of lots of young guys fitting in on special Yes and no. Um, some of it is by design. We want to see our guys cover, so we ask our kickers to, to make them return it, kick it high, make it return. We want to see them cover, right? I mean, that's, a, that's an important part of the game. Um, so some of it's by design, you know, to do it that way, and, and we have to get better. Some of our young guys need to improve there, and some of these guys, it's the first time, you know, um, to, to cover kicks, and and um, you know, it's a big, it's a big part of our football game, and, and we do have to improve there. I think it was very important, you know, if that's the route, you know, we choose to go, um, it's good for those two guys to get work together. I just I just like his poise, you know, uh, his poise in the pocket, um, accurate passer, you know, there's I'm sure there's some throws he would want back, but for the most part, an accurate thrower, um, made a made a heck of a throw, a couple back shoulder throws on the sideline, a slant throw on a third down, um, you know, so in and, and the toughness, the toughness aspect of it, you know, he's not afraid to pull the ball down and, and, and run. And, and uh, um, you know, those are all things that I appreciate about him and, and the effort and the leadership that uh, he provides. Okay. Thanks, all right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Head coach Doug Peterson has wrapped his postgame press conference. He is heading down the hall and for field to catch up with Kai Stevens. We'll throw out there in just a moment to get the thoughts of the Jaguars head coach, much better in the penalty department today overall. There were a couple of key ones, but mm -hmm. the Jags, uh, after 13 last week, uh, with only four penalties, 31 yards today. I'm sure we'll hear from head coach Doug Peterson about that and much more in a winning performance. The head coach with Kai Stevens. Kai? Thanks, guys. Head coach Doug Peterson here with me. Um, we saw earlier this week a lot of what you can get done in a joint practice. What did you see out of them to say, I don't need to see the starters in this game because we got some quality reps against the Lions earlier this week? Yeah, the biggest thing is the amount of reps the guys got during the week. Um, and, and, you know, it's usually around this week two preseason that you just want to rest your starters and, and, and kind of get them in a frame of mind that they have to get prepared for, for next week. You know, I want to play them a little bit more next week and then, and then get them uh, two weeks later to our opener. So, um, you just, you know, the way they executed this week, the way they handled themselves, the poise, even when it got a little chippy out there on the field, um, the way they were able to control their emotions, you know, those are all things that, that as a head coach, um, lead you to believe that, you know, our team's in a good place. We've got good leadership. They handle it. Um, and so you don't really need to see them, you know, in games like this. 
We talked last week about seeing consistency from those younger defensive players, and we saw a lot of them in action today. Is there anyone that kind of jumped out to you or as a whole? Were you impressed with what they were able to do? Yeah, I, there's, there's a couple of guys. I think um, starting up front with the defensive line, I, I think, you know, Yazir had a really, uh, really good day. I, you know, Tyler Lacey had some good push in there. Um, you know, Jordan Smith, another you know, young player coming off an injury a year ago. Uh, Christian Braswell, you know, had, had a couple of uh, PBUs. Uh, out there, I thought Greg Jr. Uh, played mm-hmm. played well at the nickel spot today. Uh, you, know, um, you know, Caleb had a nice break up there at the end of the game. So there's some young guys that are starting to show. Devod Wilson is another one. I mean, so there, there's enough competition going on at some of these spots that um, uh, it's good to see from the young players. Uh, offensive line was a strength coming into training camp. Uh, some injuries there. Is there con- some concern with, you know, what was a strength now? Maybe we got some people we got to deal with. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, obviously injury is part of it. Uh, we'll see where you know Cooper is and 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 Brewer and and Daryl Wilson played through uh, a little bit of a shoulder today and, and battled through. So, um, you know, we we still have a couple of days before we you know play another fo- football game. But I'm hoping that if the starters are are ready to go, they can go next week and maybe rest these guys. You know, uh, give them their turn to kind of kind of rest. But um, yeah, you know, it's something we'll take a look at when we get back. And, um, you know, if you need to bring in somebody, you bring in somebody and, and just, just evaluate the whole the whole situation. For that last game against Miami, have you made a decision how much you want to see of the starters? You know, I'd, I'd, I'd like to really kind of maybe go two quarters with the starters, um, give them, give a, get them lathered up a little bit, as they say, um, you know, have them prepare like it's uh, like it's a regular season game. I think that's it's important that we do that. Mm-hmm. Um you know, obviously, if they play well, you get them out. If they if they struggle, you let them you let them go a little bit. So, you know, uh, nothing's in stone yet, but um, that's that's kind of the direction I want to go. Great, thanks, Doug. We'll see you back in Florida. Thank you, Doug Peterson, Jaguars head coach with Kai Stevens in Detroit after a Jaguars win, Mike. And during his press conference, Doug Peterson apparently made a definitive statement that C.J. Beathard is the backup. Nathan Rourke is the number three. So, I like his opinion is the only one that matters right. in this. I just think the play of Nathan Rourke, I think if you put it in the context of uh, put aside all the intangibles and all the stuff that goes with it, who played better today? I thought it was clearly Rourke. Again, there's more that goes into it than that, but since we're talking about it, uh, I saw that uh, tweet from Mike DiRocco who was uh, listening in on on that. There you have it. Uh, clear answer. Definitive. He's the guy who has the case, uh, the vote. The case, only, there's only one vote, JP, unlike our player of the game balloting. Case closed. I think we figured it out. Uh, plenty more ahead. We are back in just a moment in the Hyundai Studios with a Kingfish Pest Control defensive play of the game after a Jaguars win 25-7. It's Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey from the Hyundai Studios in Jacksonville after a Jags win in Detroit. 25-7 the final. Jaguars over the Lions. PRI Productions, the official event production company of the Jags, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIproductions.com. It's time now for the Kingfish Pest Control Defensive Play of the Game. A forced fumble and a lengthy return. They hit him. The ball's on the ground and picked up by the Jaguars. They're running it back. 40, 35, 30. What a job that time. Caleb Johnson picked it up and ran it back all the way inside the 30-yard line of the Detroit Lions. Jeremiah Ledbetter with a big day on the defensive line, breaks through the line, and then hits Teddy Bridgewater as he's trying to hand the ball off. 
It's picked up by Johnson. He rumbles down, trips up on the Lions logo near midfield and <laughs> slows down his momentum. Uh, still would have been caught anyway. Nice return, but one of a couple takeaways for the Jaguars' defense today, and that is the Kingfish Pest Control defensive play of the game. Let the pros tackle the pests in your home by going to kingfishpest.com. That's kingfishpest.com. Jeremiah Ledbetter, guy who's been around the league a, a little bit but has been off and on practice squads most of his career. I mean, he was a 2017 draft pick. He's been around for a minute, but just really hasn't been able to break through anywhere. Uh, he was on the practice squad here and uh, late last season. Well, what a day today for him. All over the, the tackle sheet, the score sheet, everything you want was all around the football and uh, put together a, a really nice day on defense. Ledbetter with five tackles, a sack, uh, two quarterback hits, and does now get credit for a forced fumble. It did, okay. Yeah, they changed that. It, it was originally an aborted handoff, but then they, of course, reviewed that and gave him the forced fumble on that exchange. Uh, well done for Ledbetter. Yeah, look, and this is a position group where you're going to rotate guys. So your, your backups play there, and, uh, you know, Adam Gotsis not playing today, which indicates his position in the pecking order. But, I mean, Ledbetter's going out there and, and flashing. He's putting good film out there, and I'm sure when they review it, uh, when they get back to town, he's going to stand out. And, you know, anytime you're in the midst of, we talk about with Greg Jr., in the midst of creating turnovers, that's really going to get this coaching staff's attention because that's something that they're really focusing on doing a better job of this year, making some easier uh, short fields, easier opportunities for the offense. Ledbetter, a former Lion, by the way. He was a Lions draft pick. Big revenge game. Six, <laughs> six rounder, the Ledbetter yeah, revenge won. game today <laughs> in Detroit at Ford Field. Uh, that, the defensive play of the game, one of a couple takeaways in the Jaguars' win today over the Lions, 25-7. We're back in a moment, and Everbank stats check. When we return, it's Jaguars postgame on the Jaguars radio network. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC continues. J.P. Shadrick with Mike Dempsey from the Hyundai Studios in Jacksonville after a Jags win in Detroit. Jaguars 25, Lions 7. A look at the Everbank final stats in this one. The Jaguars dominating most areas today. Total yardage 399 to 131 in favor of the Jags. First downs, Jags had 22, Lions with 9. Jaguars offense 5 of 13 on third down. Detroit finished 1 of 12 on third down for the day. Rushing yardage, 145 for the Jaguars, 35 for Detroit. Passing net, 254 for the Jags, 96 for the Lions. Much improved area this week, penalties, 4 for 31 yards for the Jags, 5 for 40 yards against the Lions. The Jaguars gave it up one time, the Lions turned it over twice. And the time of possession in favor of the Jags, 37 minutes 32 seconds in the game. They held it. And the Jaguars uh, outgaining Detroit uh, by a large margin today. The defense stood up tall and did some good things and, and slowed down the Detroit. Uh, so many three and outs for the Lions today. Almost too many to count. Yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, you look at these two numbers, JP. Uh, average per attempt, 3.9 yards passing. Uh, average per rush, 1.8 yards. So the Jags defense did a phenomenal job. And yeah, they're going against backups, but they are backups. And all you can do is, 
you know, shut down the guys across from you, that's the kind of dominant performance you want to see uh, individually. C.J. Beathard, 12 out of 20 for 138 yards, one TD, one interception, was sacked twice, quarterback rating of 76.7. Nathan Rourke, 10 out of 12 for 121 yards, uh, no touchdowns or interceptions, sacked once, and a quarterback rating of 108. Point seven. Tank Bigsby continued his outstanding offseason since the Jags drafted him in the third round, averaging 5.4 yards a pop today on 13 carries, good for 70 yards. Dearness Johnson, uh, no slouch himself, averaging six yards a carry on those six carries he got, and two of those resulted in him falling into the end zone for touchdowns. Elijah Cooks led the way with 69 yards on two grabs. Tim Jones had the long catch today of 48, topping uh, Cook's best by a single yard. Three players, uh, Seth Williams, Brenton Strange, and Oliver Martin had three receptions to lead the Jaguars today. Of course, Parker Washington, the receiving touchdown on his only reception, that coming 15 yards uh, from C.J. Beathard. Caleb Johnson and led the way with six total tackles for this team. Most of those were assists, but also had the fumble recovery. Jeremiah Ledbetter, we talked about the game that he had with the sack, the forced fumble, a couple of quarterback hits. I mean, look, I like to look at what Caleb on chase on did. He didn't really record much of a stat. He had one quarterback hit officially, but early on, around the football a bunch, but couldn't close. I, I would be fascinated to be in those film sessions and are they praising him for the penetration and the disruption he caused or are they saying hey man you at some point you got to finish this guy off and of course he had the big offsides penalty as well and we saw Brandon McManus kicking for the Jags for the first time in the preseason two field goal attempts he was perfect on the That's day fine. McCourt missed an extra point he did and uh, unfortunately, that that battle's not really a battle it's not a battle no there's it's no a, battle you know, no matter what McCourt could go out and kick six field goals today and it wouldn't no. really impact McManus anything. is the kicker yeah absolutely there you have it the uh, stats check in the books the uh, Jaguars get a win in Detroit 25-7 the final score defense very good today. The offense uh, had their moments, but a lot of big position battles. We'll break some of those down uh, a little bit more moving ahead. We're back in a moment, though, with the Jaguars Radio Network Player of the Game voting. After a Jaguars win, it's Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today, official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. J.P. Shadrick with Mike Dempsey from the Hyundai Studios in Jacksonville. Jaguars win it 25-7 over the Lions. And it's time for the Jaguars Radio Network player of the game voting. I get a vote. Mike gets a vote. Fred Taylor would get a vote and a half to break any ties. He's not here today. He'll be here next week. Tony Smith We'll take his vote and a half today. Right. I'm going to start. Yes. How about that? Let's do it. This was a pretty good day for the running game, right? Tank Bigsby had a nice day at the office again. Dearness Johnson had moments, but this was a defensive day for the Jaguars' backups and really setting the tone early. Jeremiah Ledbetter. He finished the day with five tackles, had a sack, two quarterback hits, and the forced fumble. I don't know what else you have to do, but he's my vote for player of the game. All right. Um, since there is no like great monetary prize attached to this or anything like this, I'm going to set up the drama because I do think Jeremiah Ledbetter had a fantastic game. He did set the tone very early, right from the outset in this contest. But I don't know what much more Dearness Johnson could do, averaging six yards a carry, had a terrific one-handed reception that you know it didn't go anywhere, but it showed really good hands. Caught a couple of passes today, 
and scored those two touchdowns. Still the name of the game. Put the ball in the end zone. Also had a tackle on special teams today as well. So uh, doing a little bit of everything. So I'll give a nod to Dearness Johnson for his performance today. Tony Smith. It feels almost odd to say this, but I'll say it to preface my pick for this. We were a heartbeat away from Calevon Chasen running away with the player of the game today if he had managed to get those two sacks to yeah, the ground. Yeah, sure. He didn't, so he just had kind of a, oh, look, he touched the quarterback a couple times today. I'm with you, JP. I think it is led better, had the big fumble force, was in the backfield during basically the whole time he was on the field for that defense today. Led better gets my player of the game vote. There it is um, by Not a vote. Surprise. Yeah, Not Jeremiah led better. Five tackles, a sack. Uh, two quarterback hits, a forced fumble, big day for the big defensive lineman, and he is the Jaguars Radio Network player of the game. If you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, then look no further than Ford F-150. Loaded with impressive capabilities and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between, this truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Baptist Health Injury Report, when we return, Jaguars over the Lions 25-7 in preseason week two. This is Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. Jaguars postgame is presented by Florida Home AC. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey from the Hyundai Studios in Jacksonville after a Jags win in Detroit 25-7 over the Lions. The injury report is presented by Baptist Health and the Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute, the official sports medicine provider of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Unfortunately, a couple of offensive linemen on the list today, and Cooper Hodges, the one uh, that is most concerning. He was injured on a field goal attempt when he was in on special teams. They were looking at his right knee. He had it braced up and then was carted off the field. Uh, obviously did not return in the game. He was having a really good camp draft pick out of Appalachian State from Baker County right outside of Jacksonville um, and a fan favorite at training camp. He would do the, the tugboat tumble before practice, the cartwheel to get the fans going and the team going and really had become uh, an up-and-coming player really in this training camp. Let's uh, see and hope for the best for him. Uh, no official word as of right now what's going on with him. Uh, Brewer, the offensive lineman, uh, Chandler Brewer, a uh, fourth-year player out of Middle Tennessee State with a shoulder issue, first drive of the third quarter. Uh, Blake Hance was in the tent at one point in the second quarter on the offensive line, but was uh, later uh, out of the tent and had a thumbs-up signal, which is a good uh, good sign. There's That just adds on to what happened on the offensive line this week. Josh Wells is down for an unknown amount of time, and uh, Tyler Shatley hasn't practiced for about a week and a half after the AFib episode. Ben Bartz just back to the practice field this week, coming off a major knee injury, and that's about 10 months ago now. And then uh, Anton Harrison is playing through a shoulder thing in practice. He's wearing a harness on it on that right shoulder. We'll see what happens with him moving ahead. But that's a lot happening in a short amount of time in the offensive line. Yeah, you're right about that. And that was if there was an area of concern on the offense, it would be that. I mean, at least compared to the strength you feel they have in the other uh, groups there. Uh, by the way, our own Kai Stevens had tweeted out about 25 minutes ago that uh, Hodge's injury is to his patella and that he'll undergo further testing when the team gets back to Jacksonville. Okay, so, all right. Yeah. You know. That that's what we know. I don't. You know, okay. we're not going to diagnose it beyond that. That's uh, I'm sure what she's hearing 
on the scene in Detroit. All right, so there's the injury report presented by Baptist Health. And, the, again, the final scores: Jaguars 25 and Lions 7. When we return, a preview of next week. Yes, the Jags are home. They'll open up the bank for the one preseason game. Saturday, a week from today, the Dolphins come to town. It's Jaguars postgame on the Jaguars radio network. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today, official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You might have needed them the last couple weeks. It's been warm in uh, Jacksonville. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey from the Hyundai Studios at Everbank Stadium. The Jaguars with a win today in Detroit, 25-7. Strong defensive performance today. And the offense had their moments in this game, played uh, well, and there was a few position battles that were really up for grabs today. Not many of the starters got time at all. Only Walker Little, who uh, moved to left guard today to begin the game, was one of the regular starters. Cam Robinson played left tackle. Those were really the only two guys. And uh, everybody else fighting for roster spots today. Next week, though, we heard Doug Peterson tell Kai Stevens a moment ago, He's planning on a couple of quarters for the starters against the Miami Dolphins. It's a 7 o'clock kickoff here at the bank uh, Saturday night. The uh, one preseason home game for the Jaguars and an in-state battle of I-95. The Dolphins coming to town, and hey, it'll be good to see. A dress rehearsal week, probably a very little bit of game planning just to get some in, I think, and then, uh, hey, roll the ball out and see what the starters have. And you heard Doug say it again. He you know, if they struggle a little bit, keep them out there. If they're doing well, it's it's still nothing set in stone. It's a little too early, but they will get time. Yeah, look, if they go out and go three for three on touchdown drives and they're, you know, three minutes into the second quarter, that's probably it, right? You know, it depends on the quality of work you get in, but they want to get a little time uh, for them. I think this is the way to do it, JP. And again, whatever Doug Peterson goes with, I think most people are going to trust based on his track record of getting teams ready. But you have this enhanced practice this week and then you can rest your guys but man if they don't play the starters next week it's going to be such a long period of time before those guys have had live reps against uh, an opponent that's out to do you uh no good and so whatever they get next week versus the Dolphins I would expect that that Tua Tungavailoa and company will play a little bit as well Miami's playing Houston right now and two, I think, a, a series in this game. So I would expect that you're going to see the Miami first team guys give the Jags a pretty good test next week. And I, I think the, the really the question we're going to be watching, the major question we're going to be watching this week is the health of that offensive line, as you pointed out a few times. Right now, you can look at it and say, hey, you know, it, at any given time, we could have a combination of Cam Robinson and Walker Little and Anton Harrison and um, Brandon Sheriff and – Fortner all out there and you feel good about that but boy really you know Josh Wells is out for a while with an unspecified injury what is a while and and while he's not you know among the best tackles in the league he's an experienced season guy who's not going to be overwhelmed by having to go in and play if necessary yeah. so that it is becoming a bit of an issue right now um you know, hopefully Tyler Shatley is able to get back in the mix sooner rather than later. And Ben Barch is up to 
speed where they feel like they can get a quarter and a half out of him next week. Fortunate thing, I mean, you know what Shatley is. If he's been in the league for 10 he, years. He's a Swiss Army knife. You know what he, what he can do. You've seen it firsthand. There's no real guessing with him. Right. So. It's not that so much as, as, like, I want him to have as many bodies available to protect Trevor Lawrence yeah. a, a, under any set of circumstances as necessary. We'll see what happens. We'll see if uh, how they reassess when they get home uh, tonight. And they offer the players tomorrow, then back at it on Monday ahead of this preseason week three game, and uh, we'll go on the air on the network at 6 o'clock. Uh, tickets available, 633-2000, jaguars.com slash tickets. Prime time at the bank. Man, it's a great opportunity, right? Uh, you know, we talk about all the time, there's so many people that have never been to see them play in the stadium. Well, now you've got a team that's actually got expectations, and you feel it's very talented, and, uh, you know, you're, you're taking care of business in the preseason. You get your one home game. You know the starters are going to play extended minutes here. There are some position battles on the line. It's a great tune-up, uh, and because then it'll be three weeks before they're back playing in this stadium against Kansas City. So uh, come on out and enjoy everything that's going on with Jaguar football right now. For those on our flagship station, 1010XL in Jacksonville, stick around. The scoreboard show is next. We'll take your calls at 355-NFL-1. VP of production, Patrick Cavanaugh. Executive producer, Dave DeCandis. Manager of radio, Joe Fortunato. Linda Fortunato and Tony Smith. And Donna Murphy are our studio producers. Brent Reber, Trimpedia, Gabby Dalton, David Cho, Max Hockman producing video for Jaguars.com. William Pease handles the podcast. Kate Waske on advertising. For our entire crew, Mike Dempsey and Kai Stevens back in Detroit. I'm J.P. Shadrick saying good night. Final score, Jaguars 25, Lions 7 on the Jaguars radio network.